This is episode 31 of Collector's Quest. Cat is back, and today we are talking about Disney games, and not just any game specifically, but what it's like to collect for Disney, and how one might go through that, and what a daunting task it might be, and all the nuance involved in it, as it seems like a very complicated process. Same plea as every week. If you like what Cat and I are doing on the show, and you want more of it, please go to iTunes and put us out there. Just give us a quick rating, and if you want to tell us personally how we're doing, go ahead and send us a private message. That would be great. We're always looking to improve. Tell your friends about us. Just keep us out there and keep the show growing, and we'll continue to make this. Thanks a lot, and stay tuned. Collector's Quest. I'm Kat here with Johnny. Hey, Kat, you're here, finally. I feel like I have not talked to you in weeks. <laughs> I know, other than uh, Facebook Messenger, right? I, I'm back. I'm not missing this time. <laughs> no, and, and that uh, that wasn't your fault. I kind of just went rogue on that one. I was like, nope, I'm getting an episode out on Monday. Yeah, uh, Johnny just got really mad at me. That's the real truth. And was like, no, nah, I'm doing this on my own. <laughs> yeah, definitely punishment. Yeah, also, <laughs> just uh, love the sound of my own voice. As, as you guys know. And you know what, though? That's kind of impressive because I think it might be hard to talk to myself for a while. It was harder than I thought it would be. <laughs> oh, Honestly, well. I was like, oh, God. Like, I deleted a bunch of, of stuff out of it, too, uh, and pared that episode down pretty hard. But you made it through, and now we're here, both of us, so you don't have to talk to yourself today. I'm really happy about that. And I know that there's uh, some new video game news you've kind of got to tell us. Oh yeah, Disney Infinity is cancelled. I know most of you are heartbroken about that. <laughs> that is something I don't really follow along with, so I guess I can't sympathize or, or be terribly upset about it. Oh, I I got the first version of Disney Infinity and it was not um it wasn't a great game. Didn't really enjoy it. It was, you know, part of the Toys to Life thing. Uh my wife enjoys those. And, okay. Uh, well, I enjoy the Lego one. I, I don't want to just like throw my wife under the bus. But she wanted. She used to play the Skylanders game. Oh, okay. Yeah. Skylanders as a for me as a collector as the, an idea of Skylanders is like what the hell is Skylanders? It has no, uh, you know, exterior value outside of video games. Right. Where Disney is something that has like uh, you know people see Disney as its own commodity. People are familiar with you know mickey mouse it's not just like oh hey uh i know you've heard of spyro and he's a skylander but have you heard of this guy which i can't i can't even think of a name of another skylander that's how bad it is but you could bring that other skylander's name up and people would be like i don't know what what that is but if you say donald duck people go oh yeah i know donald duck Uh, we've all watched you know the odd disney movie or a disney cartoon growing up right so i feel like those had like uh better collecting value because those are named properties and there will always be a greater desirability to get a little statue of mickey mouse rather than uh spyro so i definitely pushed my wife into the area i said hey i will buy you the whole disney one like volume one set like if you want to do that can we stop buying skylanders Okay, so it was a fair trade-off in your books then. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, she was kind of done with Skylanders at that point anyways, and then she played Disney Infinity, and wasn't, 
Like, she was kind of into it. It was maybe a little too sandbox for her. Like, I, you know, I, it was fine. It had some mini games, but I think she wanted games with a little bit more, more going on in them. Maybe the Skylanders games were better games. Uh, but maybe more collect- complex. Maybe, but, you know, worse. It was a worse collectible, but maybe a better game. And then okay. I guess they did Disney 2.0, and she didn't really like, she liked the first one, but then 2.0. And then 3.0 came out, and she was over it. So that was great for me, because Lego came out. And that, like, as a nerd, this was a a super hard moment in life, because I have to decide between Disney Infinity, which I go, who cares? But it's kind of the point of our conversation today. Disney Infinity has Star Wars and the Marvel Universe. And I have to then decide between that and Legos. So that's uh, that's a super hard thing for me. You're like, oh, Lego has DC, and that's Harry Potter, and Lord of the Rings, and Batman. And while Lego also has the Marvel licenses, obviously they weren't going to let that carry over in a in a Toys to Life game, so they put that barrier there. And I was I was like really in a sticky spot where I had to choose which way to go. And again, I went down to a a value look. Legos always retain their value, no matter what happens. Like Star Wars Episode One, Legos have value, and that's a terrible movie and a terrible, just terrible in every respect. But the Legos uh, are still kind of expensive, and that's attributed to the Lego ness of it, not the Star Wars ness of it. If that makes any sense. So that was why I, I I went with Lego. So then you looked at it from a collector's standpoint that you want to have something that, you know, builds a good collection but also has some value to it. Right. And I'm not in this for the money. I know it sounds like, well, he's in it for the money. I'm not in it for the money, but I also don't want to throw money in a hole and light it on fire if we decide to trade it or sell it later, you know, which is possible. Um, So I, I did consider that aspect of it. And it turns out the Lego game, too, was just a much better game, and I actually... I really enjoyed Lego Dimensions, and my wife can play that game with me a lot more easily um, than the Disney Infinity game. So it's, it's been a win all around, but we're not here to talk about uh, the Lego Dimensions games. Uh, we're here to talk about Disney. Yes, and Disney um, encompasses a lot of games, a lot of systems. Like It's actually a little bit daunting when you look through you know, just the mass amount of things there are. I think if I were going to be a Disney-only collector, I'd be like, no, I'm done. <laughs> Why is that? Just, I mean, it doesn't seem to have a rhyme or reason. I feel like I'd have parts of, of so many systems, and then there would be systems I I didn't care about, and I just, I, it just seems daunting to me. Okay, can you kind of illustrate to us, like, what some of the Disney games are, like, how they're, how spread they are over systems? Oh, I mean, there's everything from, well, obviously, the, the things we think of, like NES and Super Nintendo and Game Boy, but there's Mega Drive and Genesis and Game Gear and Master System and, oh, there's DOS computer ones and Amiga and um, Game and & Watch and everything, you know, and all the newer stuff, of course, that came out a little bit later. So, like, you know, GameCube and DS and things like that. And we, I just, I don't know. And then there's a lot of things that... um like, I see a few that were, you know, kind of Japan only, but we have things even on the, like, Atari and the television and some that are mobile phone only. It just, oh, no, too much. Like Sega Pico. And yes. Those, and uh, Tiger Electronic handheld games. 
Yeah. See, that's my point. As many as I just listed off, I still couldn't have possibly listed them all. <laughs> do you mean to tell me? And I think you didn't mention PlayStation at all. No. <laughs> do you do you mean to tell me that Disney inserts itself into every single market? Literally, even yeah. even like there's nothing that it really isn't on. Yeah. It just it blows my mind. <laughs> yeah, Disney licensing is everywhere, and people find value in the disney licensing i think i've got a thing for you to collect though i think we can you know i think there's a lot of ways you can collect disney games and not get strangled by the sheer volume and yes. uh, the system wide spreading of of this i think we can limit you to rhythm only disney games okay <laughs> and these are mainly by konami but there there's also one by ubisoft which you know you love because it's all frenchy and uh, Canadian and uh, Fantasia Music Evolved is by Harmonix, so that that's cool. Um, you get Disney Dance Dance Revolution, yeah, and then you also get um, the same game Museum for the N64, and then you get Poppin' in Music Mickey Tunes for the PlayStation and Game Boy Color, and then you get another. There's another Dance Dance Revolution on the Game Boy Color. And then there's a TV plug-in game where you can also get the Dance Dance Mickey Revolution. And then there's Dance Groove, or Disney Groove, sorry, for the Wii. And then the Just Dance Disney Party Edition. And then uh, Music Evolved uh, Fantasia. And that's on the Xbox One, which you have. So I think you should go for that. I'm as likely to collect those as I am to collect a handful of uh, Disney sports games. <laughs> Well, that really depends. If you go for a GameCube set, there's a, a bunch, like at least five Disney sports games on that system. And they're yeah. kind of uncommon and kind of expensive, actually. Well, they're sports, so it doesn't really matter to me a whole lot. And GameCube isn't in my, my near future, I think. Uh, yeah, but I don't think the rhythm games are going to happen either. <laughs> no. And that's just no. the rhythm games. That's not even like the karaoke games. Maybe you could do a combo set of like rhythm games and karaoke games because there's a ton of those as well. If we get the karaoke games, though, the problem is, as I'm concerned, is that we have a party and we all get, you know, a little too happy and, and drink a little bit too much. And then we're all singing Disney karaoke. I yeah. just... And you would think that would be like Disney classic songs from the movies. And you might be a little bit right, but it's more like Hannah Montana songs. Oh, see, then like I don't even know what's going on. I'm way too old for that. Right, right. That That's like... I looked when, like, the Disney uh, karaoke game came out, I think, on the Wii or something. And I think I looked at it for my wife. I was like, this would be fun, maybe, like, to throw in the mix. And I looked at, like, the list of songs. I was like, this is god-awful. It's called, like, Disney Sing It or something. And uh, blech, did not buy. And it was on the Xbox 360, actually. The, the problem, I think, is is when we think of Disney, we think of, the like, the more classic old school disney like i feel like some people forget that af disney continued after whatever right and we just don't know what's going on and, and that and that is kind of like the big one of the big cruxes to collecting disney game right just like you said we think of disney classics we think of we think of snow white we think of sleeping beauty we think of pinocchio and the jungle book you know and we think tales of well, and then, again, and then that that's kind of like its own thing, right? The Disney cartoons, which was like that power hour of cartoons you got. Yeah. It was like Darkwing Duck and DuckTales and Tailspin. Um, was there another one? 
Rescue Rangers. I think it was. Yeah, Rescue Rescue Rangers. Yeah. So you you think of those, which was like its own super block of stuff in like the late 80s, early 90s, which was awesome. Those, that's like the Disney we think of, especially for games, because like the DuckTales games are amazing and same with the Rescue Rangers. So you start to think of that. So, uh, but then you realize all of a sudden Disney also has That's So Raven and Hannah Montana and uh, Kim Possible. Yeah, Kim Possible and The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, which, blech. Is that on a game? I I think so. I think there's like one or two of those. I really hope it's not. Yeah, like, do you want to play that? There's like a That's So Raven 2, okay? So it's not just one of them. There's multiple. And like, Phil of the Future is a game, and you're just like, what would you do? How is that even a game? Why would you play that? No, like, I don't get that. So I think if I were going to collect Disney games, I would be collecting the things that were relevant as to what I think of Disney, like, era-related for me. Right. Uh, I agree. And also, there, there's, I just want to point out the travesty that there is not a good Black Cauldron game on the, on the Nintendo, uh, at least in the U.S., but we have Phil of the Future. Like, that you tell me you couldn't make a Black Cauldron Game Boy game, but you made Phil of the Future? Come on, guys. I, I guess that's where the sales were. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I'm sure the sales were just through the roof on Phil of the Future. Uh, well, maybe with the younger de- demographic, you know, yeah. children. <laughs> well, and an, another way you could collect Disney game, and, like, this is part of it, you could isolate it to Pixar games, because some people don't like to mix their strict Pixar and their Disney <laughs> so, I think it's, it sounds funny to be that specific about your 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 uh, animated type games. <laughs> yeah, I look. I'm just saying there are people, and there's actually some good Pixar games. So, like some of the Toy Stories were good. People don't think about it, but like, oh man, Toy Story isn't that old. Toy Story was on the Genesis and and the Super Nintendo, so it's been around a long time. Yeah, it's amazing how old some of these things are that we just don't realize. Right. You're just like, oh, Toy Story, like 1996? Oh. No. It's like it wasn't that long ago. But it was. It just, uh, it's very across the board. Like, I think it would be daunting. I'd love to know if somebody has actually gone after. That's all they specifically collect is just... Disney games, not error related, just a complete Disney library across all platforms. Uh, I may be working on it slightly. <laughs> You're going to be that person. <laughs> I, well, I'm not going to be exactly that person. I, one, I, I collect sets. So that kind of one gives me a bunch of these games already. But right. I wouldn't go into anything like the Tiger Electronics or the Amiga games or the Coleco. You know me, I, I pretty much stick to Nintendo, Sega, and then some of the PlayStation ones when I'm going for, for series sets. I don't even, there. there's like a Darkwing Duck for Turbo Graphics, which I have, but yeah. I wouldn't specifically, if I was looking for the set, I would not have specifically went out and got that game. Like but I, that rules out Donald's Alphabet Chase. How are you ever going to live without that? Uh, I think I'll be all right. <laughs> um... Yeah, I think I think I'll be okay. I do have the Pico games, but I don't have any of the like I wouldn't go into the Japanese Pico games. Like I, right. that's that's where I'd be drawing the line. I'd be saying like, okay, if it's on PlayStation 
All right, any PlayStation console, any Nintendo console, any Sega console, fine, as long as it was produced in America, except for uh, Mickey in Tokyo Land, which was a uh, Super Famicom exclusive, which yeah. I bought, and, uh, you know, it's basically, I wanted to add it to the Disney Super Nintendo collection. Okay, but that still falls in line with something that you really love anyway, obviously. We all know that you Super Nintendo is kind of the top one for you, so that makes sense in kind of how you collect. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But, um, yeah. yeah, I think I, I, I don't know how you would go about collecting all of Disney for everything. I don't think it's really... Um, there are some... There, look, Disney... Disney has its own brand of collecting that is outside of video games, which we don't know about, and they are they are extreme collectors all in their own right. They have like their own uh, language and their their own terms and stuff. They they have their own magazines and forums and websites that they visit and podcasts they listen to, and I'm sure they could educate us a little bit on this. But um, there might be someone out there who who's gone and done that, but they wouldn't maybe necessarily be video game collecting specifically. They might be just disney collectors no and i think that's a good point because i really do think with the mass amount of things there are it would be more realistic to be a disney collector as opposed to a video game collector yeah because this like you just the idea of trying to display these next to each other and or like across systems and all these different box types as you like have your commodore 64 box next to your amiga box next to your famicom disc system box is just like ugh, no thanks yeah, well, it, for somebody who likes it neat and organized and everything in place, it would be an absolute nightmare. <laughs> right. Uh, and, you know, and that's just, we were talking about some of the ex- obscure boxes, but if you got into just like, hey, here's a Wii game, and here's a 3DS game, and here's a Genesis game, and here's a Game Gear box, you know, and then here's like a 360 box. Even that is like, just putting those next to each other is not really a fun task. Yeah, and then there are a few, you know, like Disney Mobile Studio, mobile phone games and stuff like that. So, like, how do you, you know? <laughs> you know, I think that's, like, something we could talk about later, but I, I don't count mobile phone games at all. Like, yeah. if, if there's not a box you can buy for it, it just doesn't exist. You're like, I don't want any digital content. <laughs> well, no, I, you know me, I love digital content, like, as far as playing and stuff, but collecting, I'm not. Yeah, no, not no, no, from a collecting about. standpoint. Yeah, not worried yeah. about you at all. Sorry, digital. <laughs> yeah, that, that's okay though. I I think if you were going to go after them all, you'd still have a ton of Disney games, even without the mobile ones. <laughs> and, and that doesn't even bring us to another area, which uh, we could talk about here, which is what do you do about Disney and the way it acquires things? Because Star Wars is a Disney game now. So is Marvel. All the Marvel games, Disney. Disney owns those. I mean, the boxes on those games can't retroactively be changed, but they are they are under the Disney umbrella now. Same with, like, Muppets. Yeah, that makes it interesting. So that's a good question. I don't know what to think about that. Yeah, like, do you, do you ignore that? Or do you go ahead and say, okay, this is, this is fine. This is uh, something that I now have to, to bring in. Like, if you wanted all the... Disney Super Nintendo games, which is kind of like a reasonable ask, right? That's a reasonable right. thing to collect, especially since there's some good Disney Super Nintendo games. Yeah. Do you then say, well, now I also have to go pick up the Star Wars games? Which, let's face it, 
if you're collecting on Super Nintendo, you're probably getting the Star Wars games because they're pretty good anyways. Yeah. But in this specific example, then do you do you go get those Star Wars games? And then do you go, I know we just talked about it, or I talked about last episode, there's War of the Gems and like the Spider-Man games. Like, do you, do you go get those as well? And like the Captain America game? Like, what do you do? Yeah, that's interesting because, you know, you either have to say, no, I'm going to ignore it or you have to commit to it because... I think it kind of has to be one or the other. Yeah, well, and I don't think anybody, I don't think whatever side of the fence you fall on, I don't think either side is wrong. I think right. it's just picking a lane and deciding. Yeah, what works for you and how you're going to collect it. Like like we, you know, addressed, I don't think anybody's going out there for a specific full set of everything Disney ever made in a game. Right, well, and I'd be curious to see what side of the fence that some of our listeners fall onto. Like, yeah. what do you think? Do you think if you say, I'm collecting all the Disney games for a system, do you have to pick up? the Marvel games and the the Star Wars games now, or is it fine just to, if, if it doesn't have Disney stamped on the box, it doesn't count? Yeah, that's an interesting point. I'd like to know what some people think about that, or if, if they put much thought into it. Yeah, I, I personally, because I, you know, I get weird and OCD and I like to go to extreme measures, I would probably say, yeah, let's, let's do it all. Let, let's see what that looks like. Yes, because you want to have it as complete as possible. Right. I mean, it doesn't, again, it doesn't affect me on Super Nintendo because I'm, I'm going for the set. But, um, yeah, like, in, in general, I think that's where I would fall. I just know how I am. Okay. Well, that's good. At least you have a clear idea, should you decide to do this, what you're going to do. Yeah. Well, uh, to back up on my, my, like, what I would collect for Disney, like, I don't have that many Turbo games, but I do have Tailspin and Darkwing Duckfort because it was just like, well, just in case. Yeah. Just in case I ever do the full Disney thing. That's kind of how I am with Disney. I just quietly pick up some of them as I go along. And, like, I was like, oh, i got to double-check these Muppet games now because Muppets is owned by them. I started doing that as well. So it's if you see them, you pick them up, but you're not actively being like, okay, this is my next goal, everything Disney. <laughs> no, no. It's kind of just one of those things that I, I put in the background and kind of quietly work on if uh, if I come across it, but not... I'm not like not like Super Nintendo where I'm like, okay, I've got a list and here I go. Uh, I mean, I do have some. I, I have lists, but they're not even like fully vetted lists. It's just like stuff I typed out and knew. And as we were talking about earlier, but I totally forgot about counting Roger Rabbit. Uh, like, how do you count Roger Rabbit now? It is right. Like, I I forgot there was a Roger Rabbit game on the NES. That that's <laughs> how bad it was. That's how out of my brain Roger Rabbit was. I'm like, oh yeah, Roger Rabbit. Like, what do you do with him? It's also a Game Boy game. Um, yes. And I'm not sure whether licensing falls on Roger Rabbit anymore. So that's kind of like, it was owned by Disney. I don't know if it still is. Like, I think it was originally Paramount, and then Disney acquired it. And then I don't know if, if like the Roger Rabbit game, I don't think it says Disney on it because I think it was still under Paramount at that time. Okay. So does that count as a Disney game? And then, like, what do you do with things like The Rocketeer? Which yeah. is also under the Disney umbrella. The, Disney is, is a super complicated thing to collect for if, if you were looking for everything. Yeah, I, I think I think that's a good point. You're right. With things that have changed, licensing and, and been bought or sold, that, that kind of makes it complicated. Does it mean it's part of the collection for X amount of time and no longer? Like, Yeah, I don't know. Do you, do you retroactively, like, say, nope, you're out? Like, what... <laughs> Like if Disney sells Star Wars, do you then go, nope, those are no longer Disney games? Yeah, that's kind of, it's, uh, it's hard. 
Yeah, and it's like, do you have, this is my Disney collection and it's complete, and this is my section of games that were Disney and are no longer Disney or weren't Disney and now are Disney. Like, I don't know how you would even display that. Right. No idea. (laughs) This is, this is not a task I'm going to undertake. I'm just. It's a little daunting. <laughs> yeah, when we uh, when we had the idea to we, um, we you had the idea to talk about Disney games, I was like, oh hey, maybe let's talk about Disney games. And then as we started to talk about what that meant, boy, did it take us down a rabbit hole. Well, it's kind of interesting though because it certainly opened up some things. Like, I mean, I knew there were Disney games, but like, I'm so era specific. Like things, you know, like Hannah Montana and That's So Raven and Kim Possible and stuff like that are not even things that entered my mind. Like in my mind, they might as well not exist because it wasn't registering as Disney for me. Right. Yeah, and then uh, oh, well, I'm like, what about Kingdom Hearts? Do you count those? Those have Disney characters in them. Yeah, I think they're technically Disney games, right? Yeah, I mean, are they Disney games? Are they Final Fantasy games? Uh, they're great games. Like, let's not, yeah. you know, whatever you want to say about them. The Kingdom Hearts games are really good if you enjoy that kind of stuff. Yeah, so it's, and I feel like that's probably a popular one for somebody who likes games to collect, along with, you know, some of like the NES classics and the Super Nintendo classics and things like that. Right, yeah, I, I think you could pretty much um, just kind of, make make more of a custom list and not be so beholden to uh, system-specific games and trying to get everything here because it would just be it would just be a mess. Though, if somebody does have a Disney collection, in whatever way they decide to do it, I want to know what made you want to collect Disney and what was kind of your, this is my parameters. Yeah, like, how did you, yeah, how did you make rules for yourself? Yeah. Uh, on this that that would be I would like to know because I, I know I'm kind of struggling here a little bit like what what's going on what did you do yeah and if did they change from when you started to you know actually getting into the collecting process and realizing that things worked or didn't work I, I kind of want to know the process I want to know the whole process yeah or if and if you're someone who collects like the the tiger handheld games those are like kind of interesting I was I'm always want to talk to someone who's got like a good like tiger electronics handheld collection okay yeah because um, I, I think those are interesting i wouldn't cancel those but i would like to see someone who's got a good collection of those yeah it's it's interesting it's it's really vast and i feel like there, you know for the people who do collect it in some sort of capacity with disney games i feel like there's going to be a lot of variations in how it's done right and if you've got like mickey's crossword puzzle maker for the dos or the apple II. Could you show that to me? I would like to see a picture of that. <laughs> You're like, that is my top one. Yeah, well, that and Mickey's jigsaw puzzles. Like, what? That's <laughs> Nova Trade software for making that game on the on DOS and Amiga. Yeah, it just it's 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 a huge list, and I I think that for somebody who collects you know things like Commodore and stuff like that, do they collect anything newer for Disney? Yeah. And some of the other stuff, and we we kind of briefly touched on this, is uh, there were some Japanese exclusives and like European only games that were yes. Disney, which I think is weird because when I think of Disney, I know it's a global thing, but I think of still like primarily uh, the U.S. and you know North America. I think like this is its foundation. This is embedded in the same way. Sometimes like a bunch of Japanese like specific series don't make it to America, even if America knows about them. I feel like that way about Disney. So yes. it's weird to me that they have 
specific games for their region that we didn't get here. Yeah, no, for sure. Like there's um, Alice in Wonderland is one of my favorite Disney movies and there's an Alice No Paint adventure, um, Japanese only. And I would love to see, I know it's going to be terrible, but I would love to see just how terrible it is. And what system is that on? Um, uh, well, the SNES, so the Famicom. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Let me just double check that. Yeah, Super Famicom. Really? Yeah. Damn it. Alice No Paint Adventure. (laughs) After the show, I'm immediately going to go find that game. (laughs) Really? Yeah. It's, uh, uh, what it shows online here is the cover art is, like, Alice at the tea party table with the Mad Hatter, and, and, uh, it's, it's very, like, iconic Disney art, and I think, it's hard to tell, but I think it's got a Walt Disney text logo on the bottom. Yeah, there's also, um, there is, there's a few Game Boy games like that, too, that were not in our region, but released in Europe and, uh, uh, Europe and Japan. Okay. And I, I don't have a I don't have my list up for that, but there's a, there's a few of those. Interesting, but of all of the ones that were kind of, you know, not here, of course, the only one that stuck out to me was Alice. <laughs> well, for me, it's any of the Super Nintendo games. I kind yeah. I want to see what those are. Yeah, yeah, this one just happened to be that, so definitely one that I think you and I are both going to end up looking up. Yep, I, and I actually did just pull it up and. I see one for like $15, and I'm going to buy it. There you go. And then you can digitally paint Alice pictures. Absolutely not (laughs) going to do that. No, you're just like, I just have to have it, though. Yeah. Yeah, I just want it in its little Famicom box. Yep. And it does. Yeah, it's got like the classic tea party scene on it. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Yeah. There it is. $15. Yeah, I'm, I'm making an offer on it. You're like, you want that one because that. I'm going to get it because it's Alice in Wonderland. So there we go. There's the extent of my Disney collecting. I want this because it's Alice in Wonderland. Right. So for me, it's definitely era related. (laughs) Because we know it's not going to be a good game. So we know it's not. It's going to be terrible. Yeah. It it even sounds like it. And it does say that literacy in both Japanese and English is required to uh, properly enjoy the story mode. So while that rules it out, I couldn't play it even if I wanted to. Um, This uh, this drags me onto like a a point. I'm a non sequitur completely. But I just made an offer on those games as we're sitting here doing the podcast. I just made an offer on that one. And it had it like for $15. And I offered uh, 12 and it was declined. Like an auto decline, and then I offered thirteen, and it was auto declined. And then I offered fourteen, and it was auto declined. <laughs> uh, and then I, you bought it for fifteen. Yeah, it's like okay, I understand how best offer works. Like maybe, I mean, what? Like you were you only going to accept offers of like fourteen seventy five? Like what? What is that? Like very strict range. Like <laughs> my last offer was thirteen fifty, and it's like n- no. <laughs> Nope. Auto decline. Not even like, let me think about it. Straight up auto decline. Not doing it. You should have put in fourteen ninety nine just to see if it auto declined. Uh, I, I went through all three of my offers. Now I can't even do it anymore. It's like, nope, yeah. this is, this is it. You want it. This is how you get it. Like, Sorry, Johnny, you're going to have to pay the extra couple bucks. Yeah. Well, now I'm like, there's one for 24. Now I'm looking at it best offer because the shipping is only $4 rather than yeah. $10. You know, it's like. Hey, screw you. Screw you, people who 
do this with your weird best offers? Well, this is probably the first episode in which we've done where you're ordering games during the episode. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, I'm I, going to blame you and me for this because I didn't know that you, you know how my OCD brain works. I'm immediately <laughs> fixing it. I was like, I uh, have to do this now. You can't just spring things on me like that. Okay, but it was Alice, so I had to share it. <laughs> true, true. So, and then it was a good thing I shared it because you had to have it. See, it's all good. Yeah. Oh, no. Could be worse. Now I'm making offers on a different one instead. <laughs> They're going to be auto-declined. I would laugh if it was the same thing as last time. It just auto-declined it. Nope. It says, uh, they're, they're going to think about it for me. Okay. You just have to wait. Yep. Well, that's okay. Since it's just going to sit on the shelf and not be played, a little waiting's okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, there's no, no great impetus into this. Anyways, let's uh, drag me back on topic. Disney games. Okay. Disney games that we can talk about that you won't need to buy during the episode. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, are we, ha- have we co- kind of covered it? Uh, did we reach the point like where, where we're now letting the discussion flow to our audience? Like about the things we talk I think we have, right? Yeah. No, I, I think we have because I think, you know, we're kind of mind blown about all that is. And I, wanna, I really, really, really want to know. If there are Disney collectors and how they do it and why they do it the way they do it. Yeah, for sure. And also, if you guys get a chance, go check out the Wikipedia list. Though, honestly, I hate Wikipedia as a list for games because they, they're always wrong. Like, you know, or just not well thought out. But this list is has got some interesting thing. I wouldn't say this is the end-all, be-all list. But if you go Disney video games uh, on Wikipedia, the list is is pretty interesting right or wrong it's uh it's an interesting list to look at it's certainly one of the better formatted ones and it's nice that it's chronological and broken up between you know characters and and things like that because it does make it a little bit easier to go through yeah a lot of the wiki lists are are really bad but this one's uh pretty good yeah and right or wrong like you said it was still fairly interesting to look at it was certainly eye-opening for me (laughs) yeah me too yeah all right so uh let's move it along cat have you bought any games? No, but I am going to go buy that Japanese Alice No Paint. You've you got like three weeks here. I know. I just haven't done anything other than work. <laughs> Cat, that's not that's not acceptable. Well, it's all right. It has to be that way. I have all summer to make up for it. <sighs> you hear that? That is a heavy sigh. <laughs> okay, I have no shortage of games. It's okay. <laughs> That's that's not what we're about, Cat. We're not about you got enough games in your game room. We're not those people. Uh, well, there will be lots of things to come in the I future. Want, you're gonna have to buy something, even if you don't want. That's Alice game better be bought by next week, so we can talk about it. <laughs> yes, it will be bought by next week. I'm gonna go on and I'm going to do it right after we're done recording. I'm going to be patient and wait till we're done recording. <laughs> uh, okay, fine. I was gonna say now we're competing against each other. <laughs> I'm being patient. Yeah, well, now you're going to pay more than I did. Boom. <laughs> That's fine. Done. That's fine. Let's see. Uh, what have I what have I bought? I bought some Super Nintendo games. Okay. Which is, I mean, we could just cut and paste that from every other recording. I, yep, bought some Super Nintendo games. But that's not going to be happening much longer. We're going to get no. very few updates on what I bought because I only, if all of the boxes turn out right, Cat, I've only got two more. 
See, and then you're going to have to figure out something else to buy, or you can just take a small little hiatus and regroup yourself like I am. <laughs> um, yeah, a hiatus. I, I normally do my hiatus in January. Okay. Uh, like I start in December and uh, like usually around, actually like sometimes as early as my birthday in October, I just stop buying anything but new games that I'm actually going to play. But I didn't do that this year, so maybe I will take a summer vacation. Yeah, you'll you'll just tone it down. I mean, you're gonna run out. What are you you're gonna have to regroup after the Super Nintendo's done? Oh yeah, well my finances definitely need to recoup. <laughs> Even the worst Super Nintendo games are super expensive. Like I was uh, I was talking to this um, with uh, somebody who listens to the show that they're like, oh man, how did you get so many of these games? I'm like, well, I I paid twenty dollars for my Chrono Trigger, you know, so that helps, you know, when acquiring a massive library when you're not paying today's prices yeah but um what hurts is that i paid 35 dollars for hook so i paid more for hook than chrono trigger which seems like a crime of some sorts yeah just because of the difference in in time and how you know yeah there's a 10-year gap between when i when i purchased these two games yeah that's insane yeah so yeah my hook was more expensive than my than my earthbound too actually oh my goodness that's hilarious. Right? <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I bought a couple more games. Nothing super exciting uh, as far as which the titles were. Ignition Factor. Hooray. Um, <laughs> which came and may have to go back, actually. Uh, oh, no. Yeah, the box is a little crushed. It, they said good... Uh, this was an Amazon purchase without a picture, which is the risk of Amazon. But they said the box was in good condition and... Uh, their definition of good and mine are clearly different as the whole box is crushed and like the flaps are creased on both sides. Like right. The, uh, the top and bottom flap, which is the side I display. So it also smells, uh, like cigarettes, which oh. is not, look, you, you're an adult, you make your own choices whether you smoke or not, but you should probably let people know, like, non-smokers always list that it comes from a non-smoking home you right. know like in their ebay and amazon it's just kind of like yep it's in good condition i'm like good like new uh the only thing that should smell like cigarettes like new is cigarettes uh, <laughs> yeah. you know not not games i would not endeavor to call that like new we'll see it's wrapped up in dryer sheets right now okay that, you're, you're trying to make it smell better yeah that's my tip for you guys uh if you get a game that stinks like that open up all of its components and uh, stuff it with some dryer sheets that helps that's a good that's a good point yep so uh there you go my wife isn't pleased that i'm using all the dryer sheets for this but uh <laughs> she's like, what that's kind of hilarious these dryer sheets i'm like i'm making my game smell uh you know fresh and, and she's thinking you've lost your friggin mind yeah, she's like what i'm like it stinks and it's also like living out in the garage because it smells so it'll be out there for two days while that uh, fair enough covers. um what are you playing um actually okay so i finally got into minecraft but on creative mode as okay. opposed to survival mode because then i don't have to make my own crap <laughs> okay all right so i just want a big thing of blocks in which to make things out of so i think i finally understand lego Oh, yeah, so you're just, like, enjoying the zenness of, like, just putting things together? Yes, which is odd, because I design things for a living, and I feel like after that I should be like, no, nah, I'm done. But actually, I'm, I'm quite enjoying it. I've built a quite elaborate world and all of these things, which I have 
I feel like is probably a waste of time, but it is actually good downtime, and I'm kind of zoned out. So in, in a way, it's good. So now you're going to have to give us access to your world. To, are we even friends on Xbox? I don't even think we are. I don't think so. That's weird. Um, maybe we should be friends on Xbox, and you should okay. let me look at your Minecraft world. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so you can come in and, and see it. It's it's quite impressive. I literally put. Um, I was sick one day, and I was. That's literally all I did because I'm terrible at sitting still, and that actually kept me sitting still. So I, I really do feel it's like a good downtime. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I was sick last week as well. Just like continually cannot cannot win here in the not being sick department. But yeah, I, I played with Legos. Okay, so yeah, see something mindless, but still enough that you're doing that you're not bored. Right. Um, as far as what I'm actually playing, I just beat Uncharted 4. So oh, I know awesome. that just came out. I, uh, if you saw, I posted the special edition box that I bought, the giant Nathan Drake statue, which I don't think I needed. I didn't realize there was another version that just had the steel book, um, which is what I wanted, was just the steel book and the, right. and the little coin. Uh, which I could have done without, but whatever. Uh, too late now. So yeah, I played through it and I beat it and I enjoyed it very much. And uh, it's one of those games that's good because when I'm playing it, my wife engages in the game. She enjoys the story. Okay. Yeah. So you know she she gets to sit there and we we talk about the game as I play it. Oh, that's good. So it's it's always nice when you can play a game that is at least interesting for somebody who's not playing it. Yeah, Naughty Dog is great for that. Um, like she. It does not like anything horror, but she still loved The Last of Us. She's liked all the other Uncharted games. Uh, it was it was really fun. I know some people were disappointed, but I, you know I enjoyed it the whole time I was playing it. Some of the jumping gets a little bit tedious, and maybe the jumping is a little bit too easy, especially for like the extreme jumping that this guy is doing. But whatever, I, you know I'm not really thinking about how realistic is this game. I was just thinking, yeah, I'm enjoying the story and. Uh, overall, it's fun and interesting. It looks great. Yeah, well, too. that's all that matters. Yeah, it looks great, too. So, uh, yep, PS4 finally getting some use, so that's nice. That's good. Yeah. So that that's what I've played, and that's what I've bought. And do you have any other parting shots for the show? No, I just want to hear from all those Disney collectors, if you are out there, how, why, and, and all the details. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we need to expand the show. I, I think... As Collector's Quest is just a thing, I would be willing to sit down for 30 minutes and talk to someone who just collects Disney, like, and hear their point of view just on collecting, not even games, just like, what, or someone who collects, like, say, specifically Star Wars or something, like, tell me about that, like, what is that collecting process like, because as we are collectors, we have our own processes, I'm sure they do as well. Yeah, no, I'd love to hear that. So, yeah, if there is some, you know, fabulous Disney collector out there who wants to chat with us, let us know. If you collect something super weird, I'd be willing to do a, uh, a like a couple one-off special edition episodes of, uh, you know, a very special collector's quest where we talk about something else. Yeah, no, I like it. All right. Then I think that's it. Kat, where can we find you on Instagram? You can find me at Catsylvania, K-A-T-S-E-L-V-A-N-I-A. And you can find me at Johnny underscore Iucci. That's J-O-H-N-N-Y underscore I-U-C-C-I. And we will talk to you next week. All right. Goodbye.